This is LA First. Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, we come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal law. We also come together as a community committed to enlightenment, empowerment, and entrepreneurship. We truly believe that when somebody has an awakening, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And together, we are awakening a billion people. That is our mission. So today is the Law of Divinity. This is a series. This is number eight of 52 of a series of understanding understanding universal law. So we have to first break on down what is universal law and why the frick should we care, right? So universal law is really the how, how we manifest in the universe. It is really the axioms and the, you know, physics of understanding how we direct energy, how we are the backing of energy and how we direct energy upon universal law informing Everything, informing each cell, informing our entire subconscious mind, informing, 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 and having it manifest and demonstrate in form. We recognize that all of life is energy, and there's something that backs energy. It's called consciousness. It's called divine. It's called, if you will, God. It's called you. It's called me. And in this awakening to our divine nature, I recognize that as we awaken to the truth of who we are, to the truth of how we are really the cause, the creative force, that we recognize that we are really super powerful. We are the power. We are the force. And the extent to which we expand our consciousness is the extent to which we realize and awaken to the truth of who we are. And also equal and opposite the extent to which we feel like we're the victim of life or don't expand our consciousness, we have limiting beliefs, is the extent to which we experience our limitations. We experience not having any power and we experience being disempowered. And so in today's podcast, I you know have a deep, deep love for the teaching of universal law. And really the primary reason is because it really has given me the answers to understand when things are going on. When I'm overwhelmed, when I'm confused, when I'm sad, anything, I can really look to universal law and understand how I am not necessarily aligning with it. I'm resisting it. I'm, I'm going against the discord of it. And therefore, I'm experiencing the relative aspect of my life. So today's podcast and number eight of the 52 series is the law of divinity. The law of divinity. So before I get into what is the law of divinity, I wanted to uh, talk about a time when I was quote, quote, channeling. So what happened was I began my journey of meditation. It was probably about close to two years after I had my stillborn at the age of 22. I began to really seek, you know, what my spiritual nature was. And I began to read a lot of books. And I didn't have any money to really go to any conferences or seminars. I didn't even know they existed, really. I just started reading books. And and uh, I, one of the commonalities in the books was meditation. It was like, if there was one common denominator in the books, it was about truth. It was about the subconscious. And it was all, also about um 
about awakening through through meditation. So I began to meditate. I didn't know anything about it. I just had read the book um, by Deepak Chopra that recommended meditating for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. So I thought, well, I can do that. So I began to try and meditate. And I say try because it was very difficult. And I would begin to meditate for like five minutes at a time. And it was literally like nails going down the chalkboard. It was very challenging. I had monkey mind. I didn't want to sit still. I would get annoyed thinking, you know, why am I doing this? I have so many things to get done. My mind would go from one thing to the next thing. It was it was like a little bit of torture, okay? But I stuck with it because I had committed. I committed to doing my inner work and committed to awakening to my spiritual nature, which I really wasn't sure what it was at that point in time. But I stuck with it. And five minutes turned into, you know, seven minutes turned into 10 minutes turned into 15 minutes turned into I would spend hours in meditation. And over a series of time, I began to have little kind of breakthroughs around my ability to meditate. You know, sometimes I just could sit a little bit longer. Sometimes I would, you know, begin to distance myself and become quote, quote, the observer and see my thoughts going by rolling by like clouds in the sky. Sometimes I'd go into meditation and I would want to know the truth around something or want an answer to something. And I would set my intention before I began to go into meditation. And lo and behold, 20 minutes into the meditation, I would begin to see a new perspective or a new possibility for myself. And then what happened, because I thought, oh, I've really, you know, arrived, I now can, you know, have an intention and have some kind of an answer come out whenever I'm in meditation. Well, and then it began to go a little bit further. And as I read, as I wrote in my um, opening statement in my book, there was a moment when I heard the voice. And for me, uh, I thought the voice was something separate. You know, I really did. I, I felt like it was this voice, this almighty being, as if it was a god. And a God meaning outside of myself, meaning something other than myself. And the voice is 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 not necessarily you don't hear audio, audio, you know, through like typical ways you'd hear something. It's an inner knowing voice. You hear the voice, you hear that what's saying, but you don't actually physically hear it per se. You do hear it. It's kind of a it's kind of hard to explain. It's an entire experience in of itself. And so I thought, oh my God, I kind of began to get a little freaked out. Like, what is real? What are we capable of? What, what is this? What is happening here, right? So then it was years later, and I went to a conference. I had more money. I began to go to seminars and conferences. And I went to a conference in Ohio and in, in California. Ohio, sorry. And it was David Data, and it was a kind of a breakthrough around our masculine and feminine. And when we got there, um, someone had given me a gift of getting a massage before the um, before the conference began. And so I was in this beautiful hotel, this really chic hotel in Ojai, because I had money. It was years later. And this masseuse came over. Uh, she was this great gal. And we began to chat as we're getting ready for the massage. And she said, yeah, I do. You know, I'm also a shaman and I do energy work. And I do chakra, you know, cleansing and all this stuff. And I thought, 
I said, I've never had that done. I would love to have that done. You know, I meditate a lot and I kind of have, you know, because we start getting really deep into a spiritual conversation. And I said, I have kind of this voice that comes through and and I'm just, you know, going through this process of all my spiritual work and I'm here on this for this conference and blah, blah, blah. She said, well, while I do your massage, I'll work on your chakras a little bit. So she began to work on my chakras. And sure enough, you know, it was a beautiful massage. It felt amazing. I was done with the massage. I went into the conference, which I think was a four-day conference. And we sat in meditation position for each four days, like sitting on the floor with kind of something against our back. And at the end of the first day, my friends that I came with, I kind of came with a group and we were driving in the car back to the hotel. And they asked, how, how was your first day? How was the experience for you? And I said, I really enjoy it. The issue for me is that I'm in meditation position and I keep going into this kind of trance, like I'm really going into a deep meditation. It's hard for me to really even want to be in that room because I'm such bliss within meditation. And they said, oh, and I said, yeah, and I, I'm having the, all these kind of things come through, you know, all these different things and and this voice comes through because they were kind of highly evolved spiritual people and they said oh so tell us more about this voice you know I said I can't really explain it but there's this voice that comes through and and it has this wisdom and and so on and so forth so I said well let's play with him so when we got back to the hotel we just were playing around you know and they began to, you know, I began to meditate and get in a trance, and then they would ask questions. And lo and behold, some profound, you know, wisdom would come through, speaking as me, but it was really from this knowing of this voice it would come through. And and they said, oh, well, you're channeling. And I went, what? And they began to tell me about, you know, people that channel, Abraham Hicks and all these famous people. And I went, okay, whatever. And it And I began to inquire into what it meant to channel. And as Abraham Hicks, one of the, you know, most famous channelers would say, there's this, you know, entity called Abraham, and he comes through and he brings this wisdom and I leave my body and this entity comes through and has all this, you know, stuff. So I just assume that there's, it's not me. And it's this, this entity or something or some deity out there channeling through me. And so I began to go through this course of the next, you know, couple years or whatever, channeling and inquiring into that and finding other channelers. And as I began to kind of die off of my, my kind of old self, the phoenix rising, if you will, the new self was really being born. And as I began to integrate that voice, it just, I realized that it was just really my higher self. It was my divine self. It was that part of myself that had the wisdom of the universe. And as I recognize, as we expand our consciousness through meditation, what happens is, in my opinion, is that we expand our consciousness so much that we begin to release all of our limiting beliefs and we begin to step into possibility and we actually open it like, like emptying a cup, emptying a bowl, and when we empty it enough of all of our limitations and our limited identity, and we step into the I am, the truths of the universe naturally stream through. And there's wisdom, you become a very wise person that just has these truths that come through. And so that is what brings me to today's universal law, which is a law of, of divine will. So today's law is a law of divinity. You are a spiritual being governed by universal law, the law of cause and effect. The extent to which you unite 
with the indwelling divine source and expand your consciousness is the extent to which you will experience divinity and being a revealer of truth. Your true identity is a divine expression of the one. You are capable of directing revelation of truth through your intuition and spiritual nature. So this is the truth is that you are a spiritual being and you are not, you are, you, it, you might experience being governed by universal law, but the truth is that the same source actually created universal law, right? If we really, really, really back it up, if you really are the one, if you really are source, if you really are the I am, if you really are one as divine and God, then the truth is that we actually created all of life. We created the gravity, we created the physics, we created all of it through the original creation, the first cause of creation. However, we are, we've created it over and over again. And just like you are kind of the effect of your subconscious mind, you are also, um, you know, the effect of what you originally created, which is universal law and things like gravity, right? However, we're not bound by those things because we can always recreate through gravity. For example, um, a plane, I use this example a lot, you can put two new elements together, metal and, and propelling an engine, and you can over, not overcome gravity, but you can use gravity, if you will. Um, so the truth is that you are a divine spiritual being. You are divine. And the extent to which you, you unite, and that's really the yoga for you to unite with your higher self. And that's really what was happening. Um, looking back, understanding, channeling, I'm not channeling some separate thing. I'm channeling true source myself. Some people channel um, are mediums and they're channeling and they, they channel other entities or, you know, uh, people that have transitioned or whatever. For me, when I channel, it's just to direct source. You can call it an oracle. You can call it whatever. I don't think I'm not trying to like, you know, ruffle my feathers or something like that. This is just our birthright. It's your birthright, my birthright. And it really is the indwelling divine. And as we, you know, crack open that outer shell of, of non-truth, we reveal the, the hidden golden Buddha, if you will. We reveal um, the Christ consciousness. We reveal that true source within us. And we birth and die off like the phoenix rising. And we, we rise out of the ashes, if you will. And this is a law of divinity. And this is like, I, I always think of it like the vine, the divine. It's the vine that connects us with everything. That is our oneness. Our primary principle in new thought is oneness. And recognizing that, if you understand that, even as science recognizes that we are one, that everything has touched at some point in time in the universe, and therefore there's always a communication um, through everything. And that's the truth of who you are. And why is this so important? It's so important because when you get that, I mean, you re recognize you are the source and you always have, um, you know, divine will and you always um, have truth. You're always set free when you know that there's always uh, a choice. There's always this and you can reveal truth. Anybody can be a revealer of truth if they get in touch with that aspect of themselves through really merging through the relationship with yourself, the ultimate relationship is within, right? Through that intuition and through your spiritual nature. And so I recognize that you are the God and goddess pretending to be asleep. You are divinity in disguise, right? You desire, the core of you desires for you to stop playing the fool and wake up. Let go of the people who are playing you or, or bringing you down or anything you feel like the, the victim of the circumstances of life or the economical situation or any pandemic or anything like that. The truth is that you, you are the source. You have created all of it in the fractal of everyone. 
I know that right now there's always greatness. There's always uh, something in you being born, being born, being born. That's why they call it being born again, right? You're being born to the highest version of yourself over and over and over again. And anytime there's often like some stints through channeling or through awakening where you feel like this elated, you know, aspect, you feel like you, you know, have broken through new heights. And then when you're still doing your awakening, then you get you know, crash down, whether it be through triggers in a relationship or, or something happens in the world, and you get tested more of your, you know, your muscle of awakening to the truth of who you are. So if you're feeling right now, like you're the effect of the world or the effect of the circumstances, or, you know, you, you're living in fear, or you're getting triggered, or you're still sad about something, then there's more work to be done. You know, when you're truly woke, you recognize there's only choice. You recognize this is a relative experience. You recognize you're not your body. You recognize you're not your circumstances. And in that freedom of being in a neutral place and the observer of it, you recognize there's this great, amazing playground to play even in the suffering and even the light. And if we resist anything, it will persist. There are so many like 101 people that awaken in spirituality and they're trying to manifest all good things and they're trying to manifest whatever and it's in their desire to manifest only good things or only what they want that they actually are resisting the opposite. And I know that this is actually the work to be done. It's not that you can't really break through to, to demonstrate, you know, incredible wealth and relationship and vitality and, and the, that next car and the great house and the beauty, whatever, um, until you really have gotten okay with having it and not having it. And when you're okay with not having it, all of a sudden, you're able to, you know, manifest in new, new heightened ways. So if you're listening right now, I recognize that you are divine. The truth of who you are is that voice that comes through in channeling. Channeling is a myth. And actually, Abraham Hicks now has come out of the closet recognizing that it's not something called Abraham. It's really just source. And it's the truth of who she is. It's the truth of, of who each and every one of us are. And you can call it the galactic whatever, and people channel this race and that race and these aliens and whatever. But the truth is you are all deities. You are the Christ. The second coming of Christ is you. The Buddhist consciousness is you. The, the creative factor that has created all of life is you. And in this knowingness, I know awakening. I know greatness. I know that there is something in you that is the ultimate genius. There's not a superpower. This is your normal power. This is who you truly are. And in this, I know today, as you go through this day, I recognize the beauty of who you are. And so if you are first time coming on this podcast, I say welcome. There are so many amazing series on here, you guys. There's series of universal law. There's series of awakening through my book. There are um, some interviews. There's all kinds of things. I'm going to be bringing more and more um, series to this. Please like, share, and comment. And I know that today is the ultimate day to remember who you are and to awaken to the truth of who you are. So have a beautiful day and may you live the truth. Thank you for tuning in Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to society.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. 
In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.